Hello and welcome to That Guy's a Maniac podcast episode number 14. Uh, your hosts today and always are me, Hansi Womam, aka Farley, uh, and this man. Richie. <laughs> you know my name. You can still AKA, introduce me. <laughs> aka Richie. Uh, we talk about video games and stuff. Whereabouts? All over the place, really. We've got a uh, website, www.thatguys.co.uk. Uh, you can find us under That Guys a Maniac on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, to read, listen, uh, watch stuff. What we've been up to. Yeah. Uh, this episode is we're going to be doing more of a kind of uh, what are you playing uh, around two couple of themes. However, before we get started. Richie, I hear we have a sponsor. Yes, our sponsor is Chocolina. For all of your Final Fantasy themed items, store wares throughout any timeline. Chocobocalina. Great. Um, so this week, both of us picked up uh, this awesome kind of bundle. So following uh, the um, kind of protests worldwide, uh, Black Lives Matter following uh, the kind of murder of George Floyd, uh, awesome community of developers um, contributed their games to this bundle through itch.io called it or itch.io for the bundle for racial justice and equality. Uh, and it ended up with over 1700 different let's call it digital content so there are a lot of games there are also some kind of screen savory type things some game asset packs there's a couple of pen and paper rpg kits in there uh and this not only is this just a insane bundle you know over 1700 um games no no uh, it's um it's it's 700 and something games but it's um it's, 1700 items so they're they're available on like all different platforms or different 1741 items items is, yeah uh it started uh it started around was it about 500 or 800 uh, and so you could pay um uh five pounds and upwards it's kind of a, a pay what you think a pay what you feel kind of a, a deal uh and amazingly closed last week it raised over eight million dollars uh which all of which the funds will be split between the naacp legal defense and educational fund and uh the national fund national bail fund network across the states so absolutely amazing thing and um you know we do tend to think of the gaming community as kind of a grotty lot of not very nice people sometimes no um, very 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 open to use racial slurs and that, yeah, all that every, sort of stuff yeah every now and then um kind of have these fundraisers uh yeah games done quick but like and and people just kind of really um put their money out there but you know what's insane about this I mean, it's a fantastic cause and, and so many de- developers kind of put stuff up for it um is that what the, what you get for it is just just you know it's, it's infinite amount of content. There's there's a couple of um, 
at least a couple, maybe 10, 20 roguelikes in there. So those are theoretically, in, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, <laughs> and I think a lot of people, us included, have found themselves in the situation of, right, I've got you know, 1,700 uh, games and stuff to pick through. You know, where do, where do I even start? Yeah, I mean, like, they even address it themselves. Like, um, when you try to go into your, like, uh, uh, racial justice and equality bundle, um, they actually have this big disclaimer saying, we know this is really unwieldy and it's hard to scroll through. We are trying to find some way to improve this. We haven't added them all to your library straight away, so you can add them sort of separately. But yeah, so they're, they're still actually, like itch.io are actually working on um, trying to make this uh, bundle more navigatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a... There's a... Um, I should have. I don't have it up. There was there was a kind of third party website, um, which somebody's come up with, where you can kind of search and build all the games, all the stuff that's in the bundle. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, it's a really handy, really handy resource to to kind of get started. And well, what I will yeah, put the link in <laughs> in the description. Let's <laughs> yeah, do that. Save us googling now. And what I love about well, for me, I mean, obviously, you no, know, it's. it's um, a fantastic cause, uh, and I'm not usually a, a PC gamer. I, I just get absolutely frustrated with, with uh, you know, buying games and they just don't work, which hasn't been the case so far um, with anything in this, that I've played well. in this bundle. Before. Um, what I love about this selection, um, and I'd be interested to see what you think because I know you're far. Uh, far less forgiving I guess with with quirky content is I love that some of this is you know full on fairly standard games some of this is is you know art experiments um, uh, you know philosophy glorified sort of screensaver um, and that's something really that I absolutely you know I really love just um, fun digital things that, that aren't necessarily games or much of the way to games and so I've been looking more for those as I've been going. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I yeah, I can be a bit of a dick because like I will call something out for not being a game as soon as it is not a game or I realise that it's not a game or something like that. But yeah, with edge.io I mean I've been I've visited and frequented and played quite a few of the games uh, through on itch.io um, <laughs> our game is actually up there, the That Guy's a Maniac game is in, um, in itch.io um, it's, it's fun to look at that from a developer point of view and so yeah like I am forgiving in the fact that it is experiments and they are playful and they are a lot of it really really touches on that games as art um, argument as well, um, but a lot of it doesn't as well. So I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna be pretty brash in some of the um, some of my reviews of some of these games, despite them being really really cheap and and for a good cause and all of that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, a couple of uh, a couple of my other friends who picked up, um, you know, kind of been leaning on me. And not that I know anything in particular. This is somebody who plays games much more than most. You know, so I watch they start playing, and it's like I've got you know 
got no idea uh, there's, there's one or two that I've heard of um, so they you know there's been a group of us just looking for crazy stuff and showing them to uh, uh, and you know there's something like you know, there's, I think about a dozen siren head you know games siren uh, head games yeah I'd, I'd say siren head do you remember Slenderman? Yeah. So Siren Head is kind of one of those things. It's, it's a creepy, creepy thing that uh, everyone and their dog has had a go at making like you know a, a scary game around. So okay. Uh, yeah, just a just a example of some of the content you can expect to find. There's a million Siren Head games. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um. Well, let's delve into it, um, I, I, and let's go for a, what are you playing, um, and what have you picked up, what, is, what has been a star for you in this pack? Uh, so I've, I've been looking to other people for, for uh, recommendations, um, so a lot of you know, people do easy game coverage of, of kind of political little articles, uh, and one of the first ones... I looked up was a game called Signs of the Sojourner. Signs um, of Sojourner. Signs of the Sojourner. The Sojourner. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and it's a really um, like actually like many of these games, um, you know, there's uh, there's uh, quite a few of them are non-violent. Not all of them, definitely. Um, although not necessarily based around combat. Uh, and this one. You play as a trader, uh, and you kind of go out on different trips to different towns in order to pick up stuff to you're trading stuff to sell in a shop. But the mechanics of how you talk to people is a card game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, so, so it's like a deck building game, and um, the different cards represent. Um, so you don't actually see the conversations play out they represent kind of different um, uh, ways a conversation can go right so there's there's kind of logical emotional um, you know distressed and upset uh, so as you travel around this map and you talk to various people various uh, other routes open up to you um, but the different areas kind of have different you know symbols on these on these cards um, so it's uh, really fun um, there's a million different ways to play it depending on which characters you bump into whether you've got good cards in your deck to kind of have a good conversation with them um, I think the first time through I played it so you, you get to do I think it's five trips and then the game ends so it's another thing which I'm thankful of is <laughs> a lot of these games don't go on and on and on um, yeah they're very they're quite a lot of them are quite short <laughs> yeah, they're quite short, or or you can kind of hit the credits very quickly, and then the idea is that you replay them, so, which is the idea with this one. Um, so yeah, I think I got very much got the bad ending. You know, I, I couldn't get enough I couldn't get enough stuff to sell in the shop. Uh, kept messing up conversations with key characters that didn't open up um, other options. Um, but yeah, really nice, uh, kind of really rough and ready um, artwork, and the game's really the card game's really simple. So you have a fixed deck. Um, and each card will have a symbol has a symbol on the left side and the right side and the, the basic idea is that you're supposed to match the symbol 
uh, and and then hopefully the person can match the symbol on your card. But then, as you might imagine, you get various um, abilities for card, which will either combo or kind of copy symbols or always match. Um, and then a nice little twist to that is the further you kind of travel around to these different villages to try and get enough stuff to head back to your your town to sell, um, you get fatigue cards, which are kind of crappy cards which will never combo with anything. So if you if you kind of do massive massive trip, you'll end up with a huge number of fatigue cards in your deck, uh, and then you kind of you you pick from a hand of five. Um, so yeah, the idea is that it gets harder to play the longer you can kind of go around. Really, really nice um, game. Yeah, and I'm quite a sucker for uh, deck building games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I know where you come from. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend uh, giving that a look. It just take it would take like an evening to kind of whiz through it. Okay, cool. I'm down for that one. Um, what have you been playing? Well, um, this is the other one that I recommended to you as well, Dusk Child. Did you ever get a go at trying that one? No, I didn't. No, I didn't get around to it. Okay, so Dusk Child. Yeah, I, I don't know even know what um, sort of... Uh, well, actually, I do know what dragged me into it. It was, it was on the front page when I bought it. Uh, oh, that looks quite cool. Um, and the reason it looked quite cool, at least to me, is it was straight up Commodore 64 graphics. Uh, straight up you know I was like oh wow cool that's like you know uh, it just looked like uh, Shadow of the Beast on the Commodore 64 sort of thing it was very um, atmospheric grey it was a sort of you know the Sphinxes and um, Never Ending Story kind yeah. of like one of them or two of them uh, eventually um, and yeah um, and you are walking through um, as a dusk child person um, and it well actually the game itself actually runs before I even get into the game it runs on um, Pico 8 which I don't know if you've heard of um, but basically it is a virtual retro console <laughs> so it, <laughs> it's never seen the light of day as a piece of hardware however it exists on a website and people program for it, but they program it as they would like a Commodore 64 or mm -hmm. a Spectrum or whatever. So all of the games that run on it are basically like old retro graphics, but they've got a bit more oomph behind them because obviously the world has advanced. Um, so yeah, it's quite cool. It's um, It's got loads of other games on there and there's quite a few um, actually in the bundle as well. Um, that run on this Pico 8 um, retro console virtual thing which is has its own mad following as well I'm sure uh, but yeah uh, Dust Child was a simple platformer it wasn't unlike um, I actually felt a lot like uh, Treasure Island Dizzy um, and that you had to go one place get a thing get this and then you could do that and then you just sort of went back and forth uh, through screens you had a very very limited range of moves which were you could duck um, and um, eventually you gain a special power up which allows you to walk through flames spoilers 
Um, <laughs> say afterwards. I always say spoilers afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what I did like about it was, uh, of course, it's retroness. It had no music whatsoever. It did have one annoying um, side effect. Basically, the <laughs> the old pitfall of a noise when you jump. Wait, wait. Boom, <laughs> and it went on and on and on. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it's a puzzle. Um, it gets a little tricky um, at the towards the end of the game because some of the jumps you have to make are are tough, um, and so you die a lot. But thankfully, they, they put sort of like restart points very very quickly, all uh, very very uh, rapidly throughout the game. So it wasn't too bad. It just meant that you had to work out exactly what you had to do right after the save point before you hit the next one sort of thing uh, but it was a simple platformer it ended and um yeah i think what was also yeah i mean it's clearly in that bundle because um the main character is not a generic white guy either as well which um, makes a change in video games as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, it was a fun platformer. It took a couple hours. I enjoyed it. It felt retro. And uh, I mean, above all, it's because of because I have roots in the Commodore 64. Um, it felt, yeah, it was a, a nice nostalgia around it. Yeah, it looks, it looks, uh, I'll just look at um, a few screenshots. It looks a bit like, Metroid, but then there's something about it which reminds you of Shadow of the Beast. I don't know if you see big. It really reminds me of Shadow of the Beast. I think it's like because you used to get those weird, sort of grotesque um, boss characters, and the sphinxes are kind of like making those great big models that remind yeah. me of Shadow of the Beast. Yeah. Long, yeah. 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 No, definitely. Cool. How, how long did it take you to last through? Um, I. I would say roughly two hours. Um, I did, however, I, I was really shit at it. Um, <laughs> I, I know it sounds silly and I know it sounds like an excuse, but when you're playing those types of games on a keyboard and you're sort of like trying to do jump, which is W and D, you know, you've got your WASD and you're pressing that to kind of jump all the time, it really it just claws you up. And I was just like, fucking, I need to finish this game. I don't care how much it's hurting. <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking do it, you know? But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that, that, that's about it. Probably about a couple of hours. And if you're good at games, half of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else have you been touching on? I, um, a quick little one. Uh, is it definitely, you know, one of the, well... Essentially, a glorified screensaver uh, called Just Rain. Just Rain. Just uh, Rain. Does it just rain? <laughs> yes, it's just a screen <laughs> and it rains. Um, uh, but, you know, it's got some really, really good audio of rain. Um, you can change, you can choose whether it, it's the default color palette or um, if, it, if it's monochrome. Uh, you can. What else can you do? Oh yeah, you can. If you click on the screen, you can change the direction of the rain, and you can also increase the frequency of kind of thunder. Um, so yeah, and I I love 
fun just little things like that and i think there's a couple of, of virtual fireplaces as well um but yeah i've just had this in the background as i've been working and you know occasionally upping the amount of thunder when i want it to be particularly thundery <laughs> uh, yeah just got a nice nice pitter patter of rain in the background cool well, it yeah. sounds it sounds different i mean does it constitute a game no, no, absolutely not. It's more of a, you know, a, a digital thing. Yeah, okay. Which I'm all for. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Cool. Um, uh, what have you been playing? Well, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna shit all over one of your points. Um, one game, which I thought this sounds great, I can't wait to play it. Uh, was Babysitter Bloodbath. Which, yeah. uh, it's set out like an old VHS. Even the f- the front screen is like uh, one of the paper sleeves that you would have inside a VHS as well. And it's got this, you know, the VHS filter over it. It's super 80s. It seems like if you look at the cover of it, it looks like every single horror movie cover that, <laughs> that was in Randy McSporran's um, collection. Um, <laughs> you know, and as I said, very excited to play it. Double click it and crash. So I'm a little sad about that one because of all the games in there, I was like super excited because what a stupid name, what a great concept, and uh, apparently it plays a lot like uh, a PS1 survival horror game. And I thought, oh, brilliant! You know, like yeah. you know those shitty PS1 graphics, like yeah, yeah, Silent yeah. Hill or you know, Cold Blood, uh, yeah, all of those ones. Um, but yeah, I got as far as um, the title screen, click new game, and then it just crashes on new game. And I have tried all sorts of things. I even looked on forums and stuff like that, and nothing works to get it going. Which is, I know there's shit to bring up, but um, I, I, I was heartbroken of all of the ones that I saw. I was like, oh, cool. And then it doesn't work. So, yeah, thumbs down to babysitter bloodbath. What have you been playing? That's a shame. Um, one of the other ones I've been playing... Uh, I'm just going to listen. Uh, oh, yeah, nice one. Uh, actually, I was, I was looking to pick up... Uh, anyway, um, it's a game called Hidden Folks. Hidden um, Folks, okay. Yeah. And so, uh, it's a basically it's like a, a monochrome Where's Wally, um, that you might, if you kind of look up uh, screenshots or the trailer, whatever, you might recognise the art style. Um, I forget the name of the artist. Oh god. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you see his you see his work here, there, and everywhere. Um, and so yeah, it's just a really fun. Uh, where's Wally? Um, and the levels, as you might imagine, the levels start off as a kind of like a little vignette, and you've got five things to find, and then before you know it, it's a you know you've got like a whole street, or you've got like a massive jungle scene. Um, and rather than just being a static kind of where's Wally, there are, there are various things to interact with. So, you, know, you click on, uh, click on like a bush, and the, the leaves will kind of open up. You click on a waterfall, 
uh, and you see what's inside. You you know, so there's a little bit of interactability. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, with it and uh, the sound of another kind of nice touch is, is all the sound effects. Um, uh, I think are made by you know just somebody using their mouth. Um, <laughs> so you know when you click on a crocodile or car or whatever, it's uh, it's clearly someone's sound. So yeah, a uh, really nice, really nice kind of um, uh, little game that I was looking to perhaps pick up anyway for when we had we mentioned it a hundred times in the podcast. But when you're you've got that options paralysis, well, what should I play? As a kind of you know, I can just throw that on anytime. Um, whilst deciding what else to play. So Hidden Folks yeah. um, is a recommend. Cool. Cool. And I imagine if you've got younger people in the house uh, and you need something that's sort of two player, uh, you know, one, one person navigating, one person watching, that would be quite a fun thing to do. Yeah, 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 true. Cool. Uh, what have you been playing? Well, I I ended up delving into a few of the other things, and uh, one of the things that um, sort of popped out to me was they actually had a project management tool. Now, <laughs> I, <laughs> I I mean I, I work in project management and I have done for a long time, and I was like, really, somebody's made a fucking project management tool inside this and released it that way, and it's uh, it's quite interesting actually it's it's not collaborative which seems to take completely the opposite um angle of what a project management tool should be but basically it's sort of self-management and it's called tape which is t-a-p-e um and it uses basically uh text files txt um i but it creates a sort of um workflow for you and it's fully customizable i mean it's like it's like a very basic retro i'm too cool to use trello trello board <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's uh, would, uh, <laughs> sorry go on <laughs> i was gonna say i'm always cynical about this project management software that you, that you kind of see uh and obviously you know if you work at a big company there's one that they perhaps have invested in uh, as a like yeah how much how much of this is actually saving any time or is it just another little thing um to make it you know we're all, we're all pretending to be busy right that's the that's the new thing is performative busyness and so like uh and that's that's the only context i've ever seen is one person in the team really, really enthusiastic about you know something like um trello or slack and everyone else would just, would just be absolute anathema to them, uh, and they just won't engage with it. So, how does tape shape up? Would you actually use it? No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the like you said, it is for people who are too cool to use Trello. Trello is, in my opinion, a powerful collaborative tool, and we're not going to go further into that. Um, but yeah, it is basically a one-player version of Trello. Um, just so that you could probably have something nice on your desktop just to say right okay I need to move on to this thing next that's the thing that I've done now I need to move on to that thing because you've already sort of planned out your 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 game or your virtual screensaver or <laughs> your one player project management tool um, made in a retro style but yeah it, it is a thing and I tried it out and I thought oh, this is this is a thing 
but um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, Trello's free and it, it's better. <laughs> but yeah, um, if, if you need if you need those tools, which nobody ever does. So I also wanted to mention that on top of like some of the games that we have in there, there's actually some quite famous ones in there as well. Uh, yes. Ones that were, you know, from sort of mid two thousands. They were big indie hits like Super Meat Boy. You also have The Blinding of Isaac and Octodad, and these were all like free and came along with yeah. it as well. Isn't it Binding of Isaac? No, it's Blinding. He's blind. Okay. Is I'm it? Not look that up. Okay. He's ba- he's bound. He's, he's bound. bound. I thought he was. I'm pretty sure he's blind. He's not, dude. He's bound. <laughs> Is it? No. Okay. Fair enough. Well, unless there's a like a knockoff. Yeah, maybe maybe there is. <laughs> a, a knockoff game of Blinding Eliza. <laughs> Everything's just palette shifted. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I've just totally um, dyslexiaed that one <laughs> for for how long now? We all have our blind spot. That's fine. And you've been making that mistake since. 2011. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. That is absolutely amazing. Okay, cool. Uh, Reminds me, uh, <laughs> um, a long time ago, I think it was when, maybe when the first Dead Rising came out, um, I had a friend who worked in a game shop, uh, and somebody came in and said, do you have that new Dead Rizzling game in? Rizzling. Rizzling, yeah. <laughs> I said, do you mean Dead Rising, and this guy's adamant. No, 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 it's Dead Rizzling. <laughs> and so now we all call Dead Rising Dead Rizzling. Thanks to that guy. Good man. Good man. Yeah. But, you know, if you don't, if we, when we've had it a couple of times in the podcast, you don't often have to say these silly gaming words out loud. Rarely. Yeah. And so quite often, you're like, oh shit, how, how do I pronounce that word? Or. Uh, yeah, or, or just having names wrong, like the blinding wiser. There's one I had the other day, which obviously I've just been making for most of my life. I was like, all oh, right. That's what it's called. Yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah, we're human. It's like the, the damp squid, or the jam, damp yeah, squid yeah. from the, yeah, the, the, the IT crowd, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Ryu, Ryu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Aerith Aerith is is a legitimate thing, though. That is like the US version had it spelt T H or something like that, and the EU had S. Yeah, do you know if that's have they gone with one with the remake? Ah, uh, I don't know. I actually heard about the remake. Um, and I, I'm. That is such a weird um, thing to go off on. Did did you hear how they've they've ended the remake of Final Fantasy VII? No, that's the that's the weird thing. Is uh, in my timeline anyway. Everyone was super excited for it coming out, 
super excited for trailers, teaser trailers, and then I saw virtually no coverage at all. And I don't know from like, other players. And I don't know if that's just because everybody was playing it. Um, but yeah, I've not. It's kind of dropped off. Oh, okay. My well, I, I got seeds. I got spoiled. Do you want to be spoiled? Do you care? Uh, yeah, I do. But let's um, let's give people fair warning. So this is spoilers for Final Fantasy VII Remake first <laughs> part coming up. Things. Uh, incidentally, they might not even be solid, proper things. It's just things I've read as well. <laughs> I've not seen rumors, it, watched or played it. <laughs> for rumors that Richie's heard from his mate's mom <laughs> at his cousin's wedding. Work at the Nintendo anyway, so uh... working, in, working at uh, Nintendo got a bootleg copy from Germany. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so apparently, like they end it, um, and they've got this person in who controls fate and destiny. So basically, they've shifted the timeline. So it, the game's not going to follow what it did before. So they they've gone up on the the Midgar cannon, and this new guy appears, who is like come back to change the timeline. So Sephiroth is still kicking about, and Zack's still kicking about as well. So there's rumours that he's going to be in the next game, um, and like so basically, the story that we know of Final Fantasy VII isn't going to be the same story. Because of time bullshit. Uh, yeah, it's like everybody's doing this. Know. You know, fate's changing, and it's, it's all because not, of the Blooming Avengers, I think, you know? It's just not interesting anymore. No. And the first one didn't have any of that. No. But not the first one, the original release. Yeah. <laughs> the first Final Fantasy. First, the first Final Fantasy seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh well, that's a bit disappointing, I guess. It is a little bit. I mean, I'll just just on the surface taking a face value. Uh-uh. Yeah, I it just kind of gone off like a damp squid. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Who, who gives a fuck about Zach? And every game he's actually been in has been shit. What? Just because every game that isn't Final Fantasy VII, that has Final Fantasy VII characters <laughs> in it, is shit. <laughs> oh, that's really disappointing. Yeah. Okay. So, Where yeah. Are we? Um, we are talking about the bundle for oh, the, uh, racial uh, justice. <laughs> yeah. Binding of Isaac. Oh yeah, the blinding of Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I just really wanted to sort of put out there that there was there's actually some, you know, triple A ish titles out there in that uh, pack as well. Um, ones that everybody praises very, very highly, like Binding of Isaac had like ten out of ten, and yeah, Octo Dad. Yeah, yeah, things like that as well. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like it, it was a good bundle but I, I'm definitely more interested in some of the other quirkier little ones which um, I think there's one that we both played um, and I have lost the name for it god damn it it's the, the shopping one 
Oh, Night of the Consumers. Night of the Consumers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That was amazing. There's <laughs> <laughs> something about the um, design uh, and the style that is, is, is kind of really familiar to me, but I can't quite, I can't quite place it. Um, but the, yeah, so the premise is essentially you're working retail, your first day working in a supermarket. Uh, you start behind the scenes, you have to stack shelves, um, and you basically have to put up with annoying customers. Yeah. Uh, is, is the premise, yeah. Yeah, uh, like, uh, I know exactly what you mean. It, it captures uh, it's sort of like a slice of life of... That's not the word I'm looking for. Slice of life is <laughs> something else. It's, it's sort of... It's basically a slice. Um, it's taken that time of early sort of 90s or sort of late 90s actually uh, PC video games things like yeah. Kingpin things like Quake even like the original yeah. Quake and it's got those those polygony character people in it and even the way you move which is like this far too fast sprinting and the graphics are like Postal, do you remember Postal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly sort of like that kind of murky postal danger uh, feeling that's in there as well. Um, I, and yeah, it's yeah, it's like straight up, um, yeah, sort of that quake kingpin yeah. feeling and and the, the weird, yeah, creepiness. It's fucking of, weird. Yeah, it's weird and creepy. Yeah, um, yeah. Just the everything about that. The sound. So you'll be you'll be so you'll be stacking so you pick up like a box and you'll be stacking your shelf. So um, and and I I have worked in supermarkets and so uh, <laughs> resonates a bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, although it is ridiculous, there is a lot. There is a there's kind of nuggets of truth in it. Um, so essentially, you know, you'll pick up a box and it will say video games or clothing, and then you have to find the clothing aisle. Um, you know, it's a basic kind of supermarket layout. Uh, and then find the empty shelf and start stacking it. As you start stacking it, you hear all these customers kind of coming in, and they're all kind of really creepily designed. Um, and they kind of shout at you, and then they'll ask you, um, you know, I'm looking for this. And then basically, you have to run to the relevant aisle that has whatever they're looking for. Yeah, within uh, like a very, very short time frame as really well. Really so. short time frame. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, I mean, I just got I just got destroyed by this game so often. I think I got I maybe unloaded one box in one run through. Uh, otherwise, I either either ran out of time trying to yeah. get them to find something. Um, so there's like this oh, and everyone's really creepy. Everyone um, is creepy. Excuse me. You know that yeah. that, that yeah. And but um, yeah. like the actual it's, stacking me yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah the actual stacking mechanism of like you you get this sort of virtual hand and you have to place the things on the shelf. It's actually quite hard to to put yeah. the you know you've got to put the video games onto the shelf in just the right way and things like that. And you're like oh, but yeah um, it's 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 hard and it it, it does it captures that. Sort of, it's a snapshot. That's the word I was looking for. Not slice of life. It's a snapshot of those late nineties, um, first 
sort of PC games which had these triangular polygony faces and things like that going on. Yeah. And then, so some of the customers I saw, there was a woman who loses her baby and then you have to find her baby. Yeah, that, I, like, they actually, they, um, on the opening title screen, they say, beware the baby. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's creepy. And then there's a guy in a pachook losing around as Yep. This is me. Yeah. yeah, it's really. Then, yeah. <laughs> when you inevitably run out of time, say they say that they want to speak to your boss, and then you enter this really weird short. Uh, so you're in the same supermarket, all the lights are off. Yeah, it's like the Silent Hill supermarket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you can run around, and then you'll hear you'll hear your boss's footsteps. Uh, and then he's kind of sprinting madly at you, and when he grabs you, um, it's kind of game over. You're fired! Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this weird gratiness. Yeah. Fucking fuck. Screen's going mental. Yeah, it's, it's, um, <laughs> it's creepy and intense. Uh, 10 out of 10. I don't, I don't know if it goes anywhere, because I just, I just got destroyed by it, so, you know, I don't know if. if you can uh, if other stuff happens if you get different customers if it gets harder if you change to different supermarkets um, yeah yeah I mean I, I don't know if that was just the first level uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to play it that much further it's, a, it's no. a tough one you know yeah I'm definitely going to get past it okay um, yeah I don't think we should really go into too much more detail. Let's just rattle off a few other of the the gems very quickly that you kind of spotted from this collection. Uh, the only other one I put some time into is a game called One Shot. Um, one Shot, okay. One Shot. I don't really want to spoil it. So, if you have the bundle, or even if you don't have the bundle, pick up One Shot. Okay. Cool. Um, other honourable mentions. I mean, there's a ton of visual novels in there, and they all seem yeah. to be about um, lesbian love. Um, uh, but the, there's one that kind of jumped out at me, which is A Idol, or AI Idol, where you're, you play like Japanese idol, but you're playing a virtual one, and there's a lot of gender blurring going on in it. Um, looks interesting, um, and I'm just basically recommending on that. And in, in a slew of Yuri relationships, this one seemed to be a bit different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just out there, um, and yeah, the other thing I just sort of wanted to sort of uh, mention as well, which I thought was really quite cool, was so many of the games on there actually, actually. Uh, Oh god, actually, actually, actually. I've done that before, man. I know, it's a, it's a weird actually, actually. <laughs> actually, actually. Actually, actually. Okay, what I mean, actually. Um, no, uh, there is um, quite a few of them. I actually have a. Um, actually. Fucking something the word. Actually. <laughs> they have. They don't actually have, they just have. They have co-op <laughs> abilities. 
<laughs> they have co-op abilities. Oh man, what are your words? <laughs> so, uh, a lot of the games on there, they use um, a, a third-party program called Parsec. And Parsec's yeah. really, really cool. Um, it's sort of... It's like an open-source version of uh, Steam's sort of uh, sharing of... Um, like shared co-op gameplay experiences and uh, Parsec basically allows people to play the same game but also interact um, sort of like remember when we did the um, uh, Super Mario World our second uh-huh. podcast and we were yeah. you were sort of playing uh, remotely but you were playing a second player sort of thing um, it's like that but it's a program that allows it so I just really want to give an honourable mention to Parsec and the fact mm-hmm. that it's being sort of um, adopted by all of these um, sort of indie game players as well um, is definitely worth a look, definitely something we should look into like for the podcast if we ever want to do another sort of video podcast because you know that is our roots <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, just sort of yeah it's quite cool um, I had a hunt for one shot like you said yeah, and I can't find one shot. Is it? Is it spelled? It's just one word. Okay, okay. So one space shot got nothing. Okay, one shot. Cool. A surreal puzzle adventure with unique mechanics and capabilities. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Anything more that you would like to mention or say uh, about the last one, which I've got ready but not touched, is. Uh, called Wacker Marina Valley. Wacker Marina Valley. <laughs> Wacker Marina Valley, yeah. Uh, and it's one of these. It's like a short, um, hyper-realistic scene based in a real place, based on a real place in New Zealand. Uh, so you can kind of walk around, take photographs. Uh, yeah, it's just like uh, walking around in a kind of real subtropical rainforest. Wow, yeah, just looking at that, that's, that is hyper real. That's yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. interested to see how it's going to run on my laptop. Um, depending <laughs> how big, depending how yeah, big yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I imagine it is a yeah. little bit um, um, special. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 So another, another example of this, just the, the kind of digital things, not necessarily game, game adjacent to experience stuff that's, that's on this bundle which I'm, I'm kind of really looking forward to uh, having in there it's like a big smorgasbord yeah it's a massive smorgasbord I, but there's a lot of there is a lot of similar themes in there I mean there is a lot I know that I was like quite excited about uh, Babysitter Bloodbath um, but there is a lot of 80s 90s sort of that sort of uh, vaporware um stuff going on i think we mentioned this briefly in the previous podcast but everybody seems to love that art style of like sort of purple squares on a grid and all that sort of thing you know um and it's very very standy outy um and uh, yeah like i said so many visual novels ridiculous amount of visual novels and they all seem to be about some kind of a relationship which is not uh, the norm or the binary 
Um, so it's quite often um, same sex or it's furries or <laughs> other things like that as well. But yeah, tons of things in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I just kind of think Dungeons and Lesbians is one that I'm Yeah. <laughs> and the description is mildly dating your, be- your best friend forever in the midst of a game of D&D. <laughs> sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah there's absolute ton of visual novels in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I'm actually quite excited for you to dig out that link for how to sort through them because I have been in the middle of a nightmare of trying to find them. Like, <laughs> I was trying to tell you the other day there about uh, Dust Child, and I couldn't yeah. remember the goddamn name of it. So, <laughs> I, 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 like, I had zero idea. I, I couldn't have told you what the the, the 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 name of it was. I was like, oh, I knew it was Pico 8, so I typed in Pico 8, and then a big bunch of them came up, but nothing that was actually Dust Child. And I'm like, fucking hell, how did I get yeah. it? So I ended up going through 59 pages of it until, um, until my girlfriend walked in and said, did you not play it before? Will it not be in your history? Oh, yes! <laughs> so I ended up going back three days in my history um, through all that swathes of porn until I actually yeah. found Dust Child, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. Yeah, great fundraiser, and, and like I say, you should, you should probably never buy another game again and, and still never touch any of it. One of my friends was... was He's kind of said, right, I'm going to play it from page one to page blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then he works out that I think it's in like, if you did that, if you did a game a day or an app a day, uh, I think it would take you something like three years. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, finished. Uh, in other sort of uh, news as well, um, there are other bundles available. Uh, Humble Bundles doing another one for Fight for Racial Justice as well, which has a, a few more um, more known titles, such as Jackbox and uh, Football Manager and NBA uh, and other games like that as well. Um, it was a real mishmash. But Humble Bundle also have uh, another one another uh, bundle fight for racial justice it's called but yeah that's it um, I think we should leave it there anything more you wanted to mention with no. regards okay cool um, yeah I want to talk about mobile games so for those of you who may not have read many many pages Years <laughs> worth of archives, and that guy's a maniac. One of our probably our longest lived features, <laughs> the occasional update, is mobile games called Mobile Games. Are, Are they, they any good, good yet? Yeah. Are they <laughs> any good yet? Um, because both Richie and I um, were quite cynical about mobile games, particularly, uh, I remember it must have been, yeah, in the early 2000s when it was the bandwagon that everybody was jumping onto and you know loads of UK developers flipped to making mobile yep. shit shitty mobile games 
I, I this was like this was like the the generation just after sort of the Nokia brick phones, which mm. they all had Snake on them, but it was pre-smartphone, mm. and it was like the Symbian, and like, oh my god, these devices, they would just play ridiculous, like, Amiga games that you had to move around by pressing your actual key buttons on your phone, mm. and you would, oh god, so it's like, if your keypad was like one, two, three, then four, five, six, then seven, eight, nine, you would have like two would be up and four and six would be left and right, maybe five because in the middle would be your fire button and you would move around as Robocop or you would move around as 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 some other cartoony character, original shit, crazy frog wannabe thing um, and yeah he would just go through the levels and he would shoot things and they would crash and they'd be awful and they were all written in Java and yeah and be, I mean there'd be one game every now and then that would that would sell really really well do really really popularly uh, uh, let alone yeah it would do its <laughs> it would do its rounds on the council estate sort of thing yeah uh, and the other 99% just got no tracks in World War Four. Yeah. So, yeah. 2020's update: mobile games. I mean, there there's been an evolution of how gate mobile games have gone as well. We can't sort of just gloss over that. Like, um, I mean, mobile games have since the transition to the smartphone, um, and of course the adoption of free to play or ad playing um it's just free, sort to, free to start yeah free to start free to, the first one's free you know they, <laughs> yeah fucking yeah whatever man i've got I, some sweeties i've got some more sweeties in my van <laughs> yeah, yeah um and, and i mean everybody knows this and and south park coined it in the best way it's like using the old Japanese RPG mechanics, or like um, the roguelike mechanics, and then just monetizing them, and that's all games really have become as our monetization models. Now, I, I I speak from a hypocritical standpoint because I tend to always buy games or mobile phones which are the gamer mobile phones you know I've had so many in the past which are modelled to be like handheld uh, video games um, playing uh, even my smartphones I had the Razer phone Razer popular manufacturer of like gamer head headsets, gamer laptops gamer mice uh, they made a, a mobile phone which was supposed to be the gamer smartphone, you know? Um, and, yeah. Things look pretty on it. Uh, right now, I currently have the Red Magic 5G, which again is, it's got a button specifically on it to turn it into gamer focus mode. But there's a weird irony there in that... Gamer focus mode, fucking hell. Yeah, it really does. It really fucking does. Uh, it's got an actual switch on it. Uh <laughs> And 
And so you hook it up to your balls, and it injects <laughs> Mountain Dew into your balls. <laughs> it's straight uh, up. Phones your mum and calls her a cunt. Uh, <laughs> it also activates the cooling fan within it as well because it's got a <laughs> really, really. Uh, but that being said, the massive irony with that entirely is that all games for smartphones are built and designed to run on the tiniest, shittiest <laughs> smartphones so that they can reach the biggest, broadest um, sort of uh, appeal possible. The only games that actually make any difference or you can see any difference on with these phones are A. Emulated games, which are illegal, <laughs> or um, like the big budget AAA ones, uh, like like Asphalt and things like that. But they aren't very good. They're just sort of like big AAA. Look at me, look how amazing they are, and there's little gameplay there. Um, so I don't know why I keep buying games with uh, sort of mobile phones with. Um, ridiculously good gamer specs in it because ultimately I play Pokemon I Go I uh, it's, your, <laughs> it's your journalistic integrity so even though you've not yet once been rewarded <laughs> if, if you know there's actually a decent mobile game of course that's not fair yeah. you will have a device that you'll be able to see at its best yep. But yeah, um, I also, because I only recently got this phone, uh, the Red Magic 5G, I have... Red Magic 5G, and what's the name of the button again? Uh, I, I, I don't know, it's the like ga Gamer Focus Mode. Gamer Focus Mode on the Red Magic <laughs> Oh man, okay. I, I, yeah, anyway, it's... Um, uh, yeah, um, because I obviously got this phone, I decided I'd sort of jump back into a few uh, mobile games and see if they're any good yet. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, there, there there's a few um, that I sort of, like, just saw and decided to pick up on and uh, play about with. Um, and I'm just going to touch on a few because... Uh, yeah, we'll get to are they any good yet? And I think most people, including yourself, know what the answer is going to be. Um, mm. But yeah, Farley, do you like yeah. the TV series Archer? Mm. It's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't like it, or you're not. On. Um. It's okay to have on the background, I think. It's okay to have on the background. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think... I, I think it's funny. It's, they didn't... It, it's funny... But they run out of steam somewhere in, like, season 700. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think it's it's kept up its pace quite well. With, it sort of changed up, um, like, some of the scenarios where he was living in world war he was or he was in the um in space and things like that i think that was quite a, a cool way of changing up anyway 
it was still just all the characters shouting at each other. Yes, uh, and <laughs> yeah, it's weird. For for the sake of um, okay, sorry, I'm not. I should just be doing improv. Yes, hand right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let, let, let's yes. go back to. La- Oh, okay, let's do it. Start, start from the top. Okay, yeah, we, can, yeah. we can edit this out. We'll definitely edit this out, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely edit it out. Definitely out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, Farley, do you like the TV series Archer? Yes. Good. Then you must like <laughs> <laughs> the mobile game based on the TV series Archer. You know what? When I've been watching and enjoying Archer... <laughs> I've often thought, you know what would be a great a compliment to an animated TV series about people shouting at each other? <laughs> a mobile game. Yes. Well, your prayers or desires have been answered. Um, oh my god. <laughs> in the game, which is called, and it's based on a little joke that they make or repetitive saying you know how they always say danger zone in uh, Mm. Archer so because it's a mobile game they've called it Archer Danger Phone (laughs) that's an audible vomit sigh (laughs) that's quite a good one Oh, oh A little sick in the back of the Yeah. Yep. So a lot of thought had clearly gone into that. Mm. And Danger Phone is a game of numbers which has characters from Archer visible. There is no sound bites. The music doesn't seem to be the music from Archer. Um, And it's a lot of numbers. So the concept behind it is Krieger, the the mad scientist um, Q person from Archer, is creating a Bitcoin digital um, currency. And he's running simulations on how best to do this, and it's a it's it's a roguelike. So you have to gain influencers to create currencies. Incidentally, that currency that he's creating is the currency that you can also use in game, alongside actual money, and alongside alcohol which is the third currency I hate everything about this yeah Uh, and it's basically one of these ones where you get a number and Mm. then once you reach a plateau you get a combo bonus to that number so Mm. you're not only collecting 1000 at a time you're now collecting a million at a time um, and yeah, it just goes on and on and on like that, and it has a very veiled story over the top of it. But again, no voices, nothing voiced over it. Um, and it asks you to watch ads to speed things up, gain more alcohol, uh, or 
you have there's there's multiple things for um, actually how to watch ads, but not only that, ingeniously, ingeniously, they have also included a second version of the game within the game, so you not only play it once, but you're playing the game twice whilst you're accumulating all of these influencers and money and alcohol. Yeah. It is, uh, it's a thing. And, of course, uh, have you just, like, gone? Have you, are you vomiting right now on mute? No, I just, I just, <laughs> I'm just imagining, not that there was a meeting, right, or even a room, but however the decision came about, you know, whether it was somebody went after the Archer license, whether it's somebody went the after the Archer license, and I can tell you why this is, because it already exists in about three or four different forms alone that I know of, so there's an identical um, one to this um, called for the Trailer Park Boys, uh, that TV series, um, and also uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia exactly the same thing again and it's just these roguelike collect money and make references to the TV series yeah but not even that's the frustrating thing so when we went to Las Vegas which is a weird place in any way yeah one of the weirdest parts of it is um, when you're walking around the, the slot machines almost anything that has ever has a, a logo or whatever is like has has its name attached to a, a, a slot machine yeah and so it's like it's, it's like this right this, this is this anything to do with archers like tiny tiny it's got the name that is all it has, story yeah. that is all it is and it's yeah it's, it's the same feelings when you're walking around the casino floors of las vegas it's like oh is the Ellen DeGeneres slot <laughs> Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> you know, his his at least five different Jurassic Park, Jurassic World slot machine. His, uh, you know, I don't know, old El Paso slot machine. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It's just you know, is that is is somebody in marketing some you know. Is it that lucrative, or, or is it? Is it? Why? Why is this? Why does it exist? This is all you know. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you entirely, and it is purely just a cash in. It is straight up like, right? We've got the license of this. What are we going to put on top of it? And it's the same games over and over and over again. But again, like, there is an appeal to, like if people are fans of shows or people are fans of Star Wars, there's a million games out there, you know, that are just got the Star Wars name but are not Star Wars games, you know? Yeah. Like, you could uh, go back to uh, something very, very simple, like uh, not even Battlefront, but Battlefront is a very good example. Uh, <laughs> like, you get these Command and Conquer likes, but they've got yeah. attacks in them, you know? And you're like, oh, okay, this is the Star Wars version of Command and Conquer. Great. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's the point? You know, but yeah, it is a thing. Um, 
yeah uh, and so I mean this kind of brings me on to the, the, the point that I kind of made there but these are just ad machines um, and what we were talking about earlier about me calling out when a game is not a game this isn't a game it is just a way of churning through creating bigger numbers which creates a little dopamine hit so you're just like oh I'll watch the ad just so that I can get the bigger numbers and it's fucking cruel and it's yeah it's offensive as well um, and yeah it'll run on any fucking phone it'll, you know it is not even that complex did you when you were playing it did you um did you activate gamer focus mode on your phone? No, I didn't even need to. I do not need fucking fan cooling. <laughs> <laughs> gamer focus mode on! <laughs> Maximus. <laughs> but yeah. What's your number? This. <laughs> Transform! <laughs> Oh dear, but yeah, um, yeah, I, there's other ones that I sort of uh, dabbled in as well, but the other thing uh, I'm trying to get to on uh, my previous point, the ads there are all ads for other games. Like, you will like sit through and you'll watch an ad and it'll be an ad about another game. And the, the they're awful because I, 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 I've been watching them uh, sort of like repeatedly I just see these games and you're just like they, this is not what this game is I know it it's just like it's, yeah, a lie um, the other day we watched um, like original TV, old school TV so you know Live television, not live television, turning on the television. Okay. Yeah. So excavated the remote, hooked <laughs> up the wires to watch original TV. And um, and all these shitty games, I think it's been been there for a while. Uh, uh, the kind of the, the semi solid scum that floats to the top of these games has, has really penetrated kind of daytime TV so there will be uh, you know old school TV adverts for and they're, and they're always based around kind of dungeon running or castle you know it's, it's like um, yeah. there's a tombola of, of genres and words um, <laughs> yes you know it's, 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 it's never actually Lord of the Rings or World of Warcraft but it'll be you know Lords Lords of War yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And they'll show you a... I'm, I'm literally going on, on on Google Play right now. I'm looking up Lords of War. I bet <laughs> it fucking War. exists. <laughs> and, and you know, the the, the footage will, will clearly, to, to people who are familiar with their kind of games, <laughs> There um, is several... Um, there's Lord Lords Mobile, which is uh, yeah. one of these generic shouty man, uh, yeah. and then there's Lord of War, and then there's Lords of Empire, Kingdom yeah. War. 
yeah. All this shit. Throne, um, kingdom at war. Sorry, go on. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and it would just be a, a CG sequence, right? nothing to do with the game whatsoever. Yeah. It would look vaguely gamey, but nothing to do with the, with the game. Um, yeah, and it'll ultimately and, just be some sort of tower defense or uh, like. Yeah. Yeah, uh, or it'll be like a build em up um, nonsense, uh, like, you know, like early Settlers games or even like um, Command and Conquer, but you instead of mining for fucking. Tr- yeah, or you're actually mining for ads and your ads <laughs> <laughs> make your troops stronger and you upgrade yeah, them yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. and then they put an energy mechanic in it as well so you, yeah you can only watch 50 ads per hour you know it's, and you know if you enjoy playing some of these games fine all strength you know if it's if it's what you use to to pass the time when you're supposed to be working on the or on the bus or whatever, fine. You know they they exist. They're out there. But I just think I think the premise of them is is hateful. They are hateful games. Yeah. Offensive. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the one of the best things the um, the Consulvania guys did. This must be years ago now. Um, one of the kind of game developer conferences uh, kind of commissioned them to do a video about I don't know the UK games industry or, or the Scottish games industry or whatever and so they go around uh, talking to all these British developers there, and they're all working on these shitty mobile games and you can just see the disdain on them on their faces <laughs> they're currently interviews right because everyone's just invested in this in this in this bubble and you know maybe one or two of them will do anything that's good and at the time it's when um, uh, when everything's about dressing up do you remember when dressing up games was a thing on mobile yep. everything's about dressing up um, and it yeah and it, you know they were just, just not really cynical about it just asking you know this, game, like, oh, this is this is what the games industry this is what this is what a part of the game the industry has come to and I just think it's you know just itching away digging away at that little margin of you know you've got the whales who are going to spend silly money on it um, then you've got your next tier who are going to, who are going to spend a little bit here and it, it will just be yeah cynical hateful way to rake in money um, yep I just shit I just you know buy buy a Old DS and whatever, 121 world games. Yeah, you have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's the same Infinitely thing. Better. Yeah, yeah. And again, there's no fucking ads in there as well. But the the, the other thing that's really hateful about these the adverts as well is the sex sales scenario. Mm-hmm. There is just so many of them, and there's one ad in particular that kept coming up. Uh, but it's for a game which seems to have different names. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, like, I found uh, two different names for it, and there seems to be other ones as well: "Kiss of War" and "Zombie Invasion." Um, and all of these ads basically feature sort of like 
World War Two um, women, sort of like women sort of dressed up like World War Two, you know the the poster of the, you know, oh, the, the you know, yeah, girls. yeah, yeah, and also the, the one of uh, you can do it or we can do it sort of yeah. thing. Um, but basically, they have big guns, and the I, I don't even know what the game is. It seems to be like a sniper shooting thing, and one sequence is this: uh, the woman who's actually got like a, a military hat on uh, and very very tight uh, jeans. She's doing a sniper shot, and so the the angle is kind of like over her shoulder, and you then focuses in on the sniper. So you actually get to see her view as she's sort of looking around, and you can see how it's a game. Okay, it's highlighting. You know these zombies, or there's a there's a uh, an explosive barrel. That's the usual thing. And then as she's about to shoot, the camera zooms out to her butt. She then fires the shot, and her butt ripples like jelly as she fires the sniper shot. <laughs> and she's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and then it follows the bullet to like explode. Um, so all I can imagine is in this game it's got like this perfect reload which is sort of like a, a butt wobble <laughs> as well yeah, uh, but yeah like it exists in different names so it seems like all this sort of stuff and I looked it up on YouTube Kiss of War and there's like there seems to be like a solitaire or um, not solitaire what's the other one uh, like a Texas Hold'em poker game and she reacts and she, she always flirtatious and they, they've got these different models but of World War 2 and it's zombies, zombie Nazis maybe, I have no idea uh, I'm not going to play it but everything is so super sexualized and literally like I was speaking on the phone to you I was speaking on the phone to you. I was speaking to you on this, and I picked up my phone and I was on uh, Facebook and I just scrolled to a game which is called Honor of Kings. Right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. A very good example of your your generic tumbler yeah. <laughs> of, of names and words. Um, and <laughs> Honor of Kings just basically features a purple elf woman showing you her butt okay. just like this big purple butt and she's slyly smiling over back at you and you're just like why is this why is this being you know sort of like marketed at me <laughs> I mean obviously because... yeah massive pair the... yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah like obviously it's like um, I, I had one of the other games I was going to talk about, and I'm not even going to talk about it. Um, I watched Zombieland 2 the other day there, mm -hmm. uh, Double Tap, and there's a, a game of Zombieland on there. I thought, alright, okay, I'll have a quick look at that. Again, it's another fucking um, thing where it's instead of you're collecting money, your damage goes up against zombies, and that goes up in ridiculous amounts, and it has the same plateau shit that was in the Archer game. Um, but yeah, it's just straight up um, like 
nonsense zombie games and that's why I'm getting so much of this zombie games and look at this and look at these ads and you do you watch the ads and you hate them and you hate yourself um, and I hate free to play and I think I'm there's only one other ad that really really annoys me and it seems to be a generic ad that every game has and you know that none of the games actually feature and it seems to be this thing where you have a hero and you have a princess that needs saving or you have money or you have a goblin and there is fire and there's water and if you out they will then somehow you know it's a logic puzzle of you you get the fire lava to go first and then you cool it down then the hero can go and save the the princess without getting attacked by the goblin um and it's just like none of these games actually feature that pulling the pin puzzle but it seems to be something that every game is marketing there's like I saw an advert recently, and it was that pull the puzzle uh, thing, but it was for Ebony. Do you remember Ebony at all? God, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, that one that was like told off for like using uh, Lord of the Rings images and big titted women. Um, it, was just, it was just everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, but like at least seven Ebony yeah. pop-ups. And I was like, fuck, I didn't even know this game still existed, and yet they're using this stupid pull-the-pin advert. Um, and I guarantee it's not even in the game. It's just fucking ridiculous. Um, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. What's happening? It's like the algorithm has told them that, that this, if you have this in your ad, yeah. people will click on it. Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is a logic puzzle. Oh, I know how to do this. I can yeah. work this out. Okay, I'm going to play this game. Oh wait a minute! This game doesn't actually feature this. Oh well, I'll watch this ad instead. You know, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but yeah, like there, there's so many things out like there, like that as well. And there's so many sex sales games as well that you guarantee are not sexy games in any fashion. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like. It's Google fucking Play. You're not gonna get sexy games, <laughs> you know. You'll get casino games. Yeah, but particularly, particularly things like Ebony. Ah, didn't they get into trouble because they basically start spamming, <laughs> spamming your contacts or spamming your Facebook? Something like. Yeah. I mean, this was ten years ago or something like that. that Ebony was like a yeah. thing. I think it actually started as a browser game, did it not? You know. God knows. Who knows? Yeah. Oh God. Anyway, uh, in conclusion. So, in conclusion. You ask me the question. Mobile games. Are they any good yet? No, and they might be getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> There might not be uh, games. That's the thing. Kenny, Kenny, move the mobile games doomsday clock five <laughs> minutes nearer to midnight. <laughs> they're no longer games. They're just they're ad machines. That's all they are. I don't, yeah, they're just clicking. It's just like psychological exploitation machines. Yeah, dopamine. Happy, 
and return yeah, for a 30 second ad into, like subconscious reward systems um oh well but yeah like i i will i'm gonna see if i can find that that jiggle butt um this advert on youtube because you have to see it just to believe what the fuck are they trying to do what is this game why are they selling it <laughs> but yeah it's just like why oh why uh, but yeah um yeah i think that's it is there anything else you wanted to bring up on on, on this podcast no good that's the other content to the next one cool right well uh say goodbye farley (laughs) 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 all right fine bye bye